let us to begin. Today, tomorrow, forever! Hey there, heels and heaters! Welcome back to your favorite Temptation Island podcast. To your favorite professional wrestling podcast, the Nuclear Heat Podcast. The Chrisley Knows Best Podcast. Everyone's favorite, Chrisley mm-hmm. Knows Best. Where we review The Expendables 1, 2, and 3 every week. Mm-hmm. We watch each movie every week and review it from the viewpoint of Todd Chrisley. Doesn't seem like a bad plan, actually. From the viewpoint of Todd Chrisley? You know he loves them. I I have a feeling. So many hot old men to ogle. Really? Yeah. You think that's what's going on? Of on Chrisley Knows Best? Of course. Well. That's why I watch them. Why don't you uh, let the audience know who you are? Uh, that would be COO and General Manager, Castable Cass. And I'm your other host, Rob. We are not joined today by uh, Constable Mike. Who is once again feeling suspended. a bit under the weather. He was or suspended, suspended because he wouldn't he go to the doctor. He refuses to go to the doctor to review his uh, inner ear infection or whatever the hell is the matter with the man. So we will persevere, move along without Constable and G-O-O, Mike. Goo? Goo? Yes. Yeah. You had to call that out, huh? Well, what the fuck were you trying to say? C-O-O? I'm the C-O-O. Oh, then I did it right. He's the goo? Yes. And you're the poo. Boom! <laughs> uh, you got me. Fucking you got, got you. me there. All right. Uh, did you do anything fun this week, Constable Cass? Well, COO and general manager of I the went Nuclear Hip Podcast. To the My Favorite Murder Live Show at the Men Philly. Oh, that was nice. It was really awesome. It was very cold. Very cold. It was very cold it was that the evening. Middle of the polar vortex. Oh, the polar. The it was winter the- squall. Squall? Negative 1,000 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, wow. That is is considerably cold. Coldest place on Earth. On Earth. Mm -hmm. And uh, what happens at the nuclear... Not nuclear heat. (laughs) The nuclear heat live show? Yeah, what happens there? (laughs) We stumble over our words and get everything wrong. Oh, well, that makes a lot of sense because that's what happens on this show Mm -hmm. on a weekly basis. But what happens at the My Favorite Murder live podcast? What the hell... Our friends Karen and Georgia go over some true crime happenings in the city you're in, and uh, all it's all ladies supporting ladies and having a good time. Oh, well, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. So, uh, is there any uh, wrestling news that we should get to? We do have a little bit of wrestling news this week. All right. <laughs> it is being reported that AJ Styles and Seth Rollins are both injured. Styles oh, is yeah. reportedly suffering from a hernia, while Rollins is suffering from a bad back, and both were being arrested. Although we did see... We saw AJ Styles, Styles just was, a few minutes yeah. ago. So, maybe With that... With the phenomenal forearm, it doesn't seem like... He over that hernia yeah. pretty quick. It's possible. Mm-hmm. But we did not see Seth Rollins, so mm-hmm. that portion of this rumor could be true. Where does that leave us? WWE announced that there will... Be a birthday celebration for Ric Flair in three weeks oh, on Raw. The Hall of Famer will turn 70 years old that day. Doesn't look a day over 35, honestly. 
as a special surprise, he's also going to marry his sixth wife oh, on that episode. I it's a special surprise for, for his fifth wife, yeah. who does not know about it yet. Six time, six, six time, six time, six time, six time, six time married Ric Flair. I hear he's going to break his own record. He's going for 16 times. Oh, shit. 17, I guess. I mean, he's got at least a couple more years to get up 10 more marriages in, right? Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. I think you could do it. You can do it. Yeah. You know, you, you put your mind to something. If you believe it, Rick, you can achieve and hey, it. hey, all he has to do, get married, and then annul the marriage instead of waiting for those lengthy divorces. That's true. Yeah. Just go. No prenups so yeah. he can get alimony from the wives. We want prenup. We want prenup. Oh, no. Rick nope. does not want a prenup. Oh, he's he going to. He needs money. <laughs> he's going to be paid alimony. Yeah. I see. Well, it makes a Why lot of sense. Why else would you get married six times? Yeah. yeah. You, can use, you can use the alimony from the current wife to pay off mm-hmm. the previous wife. It all makes sense. It all makes a lot of Plus, sense. Plus, Well, happy real. birthday, Rick. Happy birthday. Birthdays ain't real either. <laughs> all right. So. Speaking of WWE. Oh, are we speaking of yeah. WWE? A commercial aired during Raw in Canada for the upcoming Raw taping in Montreal on April 15th. The promo said the first international superstar shakeup will take place during that show. Ah, interesting. Mm-hmm. What on I'm, earth does that mean? I'm assuming that means they're going to get some of... So we're having the draft in Canada, so it's the international superstar shakeup, is that... Either that or they're getting some of those NXT, NXT UK, UK guys and gals over to the U.S. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. But it probably just means it's because it's in Canada. Yes. International. Our home and native land. WWE reportedly wanted Lars Sullivan at last week's Raw. Sullivan was not at the show and his status is still unknown. This is a, a lingering story, I and it's very understand. odd. What is a? They keep hoping for him to show up. The boy does not want to show up. And you know, other people, you know, have something. I understand that this is, you know, a mental health a issue. a mental health issue. But other people have physical health issues, and then are like tossed aside in a second. Yeah, you can be universal champion for one day, break your collarbone, and basically be relegated to the mid card forever. You leave poor little Braun Strowman out of this. Yes. Uh, uh, but this situation that, at this point, is becoming more than just a mental health situation. Mm-hmm. An emergency mental health no, situation? No, uh, some of this is a choice. Like, you're yeah. choosing to say, not that you're choosing not to show up, but you're choosing to say, I am going to show up, when yeah. you know that you're not. You're not. You're not. Well, that's part of the mental uh, problem with it. Yeah. You know? But, like, and that's... Like, if, if you have a debilitating condition, it's not going to get better. Yeah. Uh, remember last week when we reported that he had a social media manager? That mm-hmm. is apparently just him under a different name. Oh, so he's an insane person. Yes. Oh, good. So That's just what we need on our wrestling programs. Somebody to Ta-da! stop him before oh. there's a, another Benoit incident. <laughs> Let's not push it too far. Let's just not have him on TV. <laughs> That's what I mean. Get him the help he needs. <laughs> get, get, right. Treat him like how you treat your former uh, drug addicts when mm-hmm. you get them into rehab with no expectation that they're ever going to be on TV again. Get uh, Lars Sullivan the help that he needs and 
cut him loose or find out that he's going to be on TV. And, like, I'm not even speaking specifically about them, but also who, yes, his friends has and a family. family. Yes. Like, <laughs> because he clearly can't be found, but somebody knows where he is. Yes, surely. But even if, if someone has a mental health condition, do you really want... Uh, as I don't your, want him on TV. On your team, not uh, as as a business owner. Would yeah. you want on your team in oh, a no. prime position? Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, that's why I suspended Mike. That's true. He's getting the help he needs. Okay, well, that's good. Hopefully that he'll be able to return shortly. Yeah. We're we're thinking about you, buddy. Get better. AEW continues to tease new signings on being the elite. The elite tease. The, the elite. Yeah, the elite tease signings for Darby Allen. Joe. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I like Darby Allen. I guess you didn't watch this week's being the. Elite. I did not watch being the elite this week, but the this is awesome news. This yeah. is one of the best pieces of news that you've brought up in quite some time, Constable Cat. He offered him a million dollar contract, as he's been offering quite a few people, but was interrupted <laughs> by a uh, flip. Okay. Who limped in on crutches and Cody didn't recognize Aww, for the first couple Flip. of minutes. He eventually did, and then Flip talked some shit on MJF, and Cody went fucking berserk. And then like seven or eight guys had to come and break them up. Awesome, it was pretty good, and I recommend everybody watch it. But anyway, we saw Darby Allen, Joey Ryan, Lucha Brothers, Phoenix and Pentagon Jr., and Kenny Omega. It's uh, AEW will be making their double or nothing announcement from. The MGM Grand on February 7th. Also, we had, via Twitter, Chris Jericho tweeting that the Lucha Brothers had already signed an exclusive deal. Didn't didn't last week Chris Jericho tell the world that AEW didn't need to poach people from the majors? I mean, Chris Jericho seems to be speaking out of his ass a lot. <laughs> doing, and hey, I'm not ragging on him. I also do a lot of drinking and tweeting, so I deal him on this one. Okay. Sometimes you say shit, and you can't delete it. Once it's out but there, once it's, it's out, out there. You just gotta, you gotta you stand by it. your guns no matter yeah, what. you're like, look, I was drunk. Who cares? But Whatever hey, I say online, who fucking cares? You, you said that there's only four to six guys out there that people, that you want. Mm-hmm. I assume that Chris Jericho is one of them. And then, now some of these other people are really not in a major promotion. Mm-hmm. But the Lucha Brothers are in... Impact. Uh, yes, Impact. And they're still set in Impact matches currently, yeah. so... And uh, I could be wrong, but I think they're still involved with uh, the possibly defunct... Uh, what is it called? The Lucha one. The uh, Lucha Underground. Lucha Underground. I think that's up soon. Ah. I think. That's what I read somewhere online. But again, that could have been Chris Jericho drunk tweeting. Who knows? I could be drunk podcasting about uh, Lucha Underground. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? All right. What's next? Speaking of AEW rumors... AEW officials recently <laughs> had a meeting with a potential network to carry their TV show. There is rumored to be two potential deals on the table that are reportedly the best non-WWE TV deals for a wrestling company since the days of WCW. Mm. AEW officials attended the Super Bowl in Atlanta uh, over the weekend, prompting speculation about a possible Turner Broadcasting affiliation. The networks are being described as bigger than Spike TV in terms of prestige by a long shot. Of course, this podcast that is created in 
a, a small room has more prestige than the illustrious studio. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot we have an imagine. I mean, illustrious podcast. Glass studio. walls, security interns. Don't get crazy okay. over there. The, the guy yelling on the corner on my walk to work is more illustrious than Spike TV. Is that well, good? I disagree. I don't know if you've <laughs> the seen great Spike TV. a little show called uh, Bar Rescue. <laughs> <laughs> the cornerstone of the Spike TV network. <laughs> All right. Is there more news? Yes. <laughs> it has been reported that the first inductees for the WWE Hall of Fame this year will be the Hart Foundation. Okay. Bret Hart, Jim Neidhart, and Jimmy Hart. Oh, okay. According to a report, the current plan is only to induct these three and not dangerous Danny Davis. Brian Pillman, Davey Boy Smith, or Owen Hart. Jimmy and Brett Hart already have been inducted individually. This year's event will take place April 5th at the Barclay Center in New York. All right. So that's um, rumored. That's fine. Whatever. Okay. Uh, all I want is China. That's it. I don't care about anybody else. Okay. Well, we'll see. Well, we'll who see. did you want inducted? I don't I don't have anybody. Yeah. Double J is already in, right? Uh, what about Road Dog? Oh, uh, Road Dog. Yeah. I guess I guess we could induct the original DX, right? I guess so. We we gotta get this shit done while some of them are still alive. alive. I mean, I saw them this week. They don't got a lot of years left. Road dog, be nice to the road dog. Whoa, road doggy dog. Road doggy dog. Yeah. It has been reported that Impact Wrestling will return to Philly in May to run two TV tapings at the twenty three hundred Arena. Really? That really only we care about. And a couple of our listeners, but might be fun to go to. Yeah, we might have Never to do that. Never been to an Impact show, so. And it's at 2300 Arena. Yeah. Which is a fun place to be at. Mm-hmm. Huh. Maybe we'll do that. Maybe so, that's our next NHP on the Road. Kevin Owens tweeted over the weekend that he wouldn't be returning to in ring action for a few months or more. Kevin, get your shit together. Right? We need you. We He's need busy you back, Kevin. Building furniture, hanging out with his cats, losing weight. He's fucking living it up. Why would okay. he want to come back? I don't know. He's probably also hanging out with Sammy. Yeah. They got nothing to do. They're probably doing all this shit together. Well, look, just come back, run out. Oh wait, Kevin signed a a, a billion year contract. Lifetime deal. <laughs> oh crap, Kevin, you're biting your tongue now, aren't you? Mm-hmm. There's alternatives now, Kevin. Luckily. Sammy did not sign a no, billionaire. Sammy will be able to. Sammy was not offered a billionaire contract mm-hmm. at the same time as Kevin, so he doesn't have to stay on Sea Org. No, <laughs> but I bet you, if anyone can convince him to stay, it's Ko. Okay, get him uh, to sign a billionaire contract. <laughs> sign his life away. <laughs> All right. Any more news? Speaking of Twitter. Various members of Sanity have expressed displeasure about sitting in the back or at home. Uh, I'd like to express some displeasure that Sanity is sitting in the back. Or at home. Or at home. Wherever I mean, they're sitting. they're comfortable at home. I mean, they, I'm sure, you know. They got them lazy boys sign probably. The, sign the WWE big money contracts. You, mm-hmm. you lay down, you got a lazy boy, a nice recliner. But mm-hmm. I'd, I'd prefer to see some in-ring action. Yeah, I mean, what else? Who knows? I mean, that tag team division is fucking stacked. Yeah. You, you got 
that team and the other team. I mean, they are lacking some women's tag teams, so maybe they don some wigs. Mm, interesting. In. Interesting. Sheena T. Why? Why have? Why have a massive push for people when they're coming in for like two weeks and mm-hmm. then send them home for months? It doesn't make sense. Who knows? Use what you got. It's right. just the McMahon way. And our last bit of news. One of the most anticipated events of WrestleMania weekend, Joey Ryan's Penis Party, has announced appearances by Pac, Lucha Bros, John Morrison, Tommy Dreamer, Cole Cabana, Best Friends, Demon Bunny, Twisted Sisters, and more. The event takes place on April 5th at the Hilton, New York, Midtown Ballroom. And tickets are fucking cheap, people. Go to the penis party if you can. We should probably get tickets for the penis party. Oh, for sure. Tickets are like 30 bills. That's to sit pretty far back, but well, even the expensive tickets are not that yeah. expensive. I mean, what could it possibly go up to? $110. $20? How much could a banana possibly cost? <laughs> all right. All right. And that's all. And check know. out the Arrested Development <laughs> technical podcast, podcast on our Patreon. <laughs> that's patreon.com, Arrested Development. It's just technical podcast. Me getting drunk. Slash Podcast. Tweeting Arrested Development memes and <laughs> quoting it the whole time. Sometimes I'll at Chris Jericho as well because I know he's drunk too. <laughs> I wonder. I mean, I'm sure that the internet has given us this because it's given us so many things mm-hmm. besides, you know, hatred and Russian interference. Uh, but is there is there a, a set of memes with either WWE pictures with a, a Arrested Development quotes? Quotes. Or Arrested Development pictures with WWE quotes. Either way, I'm good. I'll I have to look. I feel like I it feel works like better with WWE it. pictures I, and Arrested Development quotes. I, I, I agree. I don't know that I've seen any, so here comes uh, everyone look out for our Twitter, Arrested Wrestling. It's, it's just all pictures of the McMahons. Oh, for <laughs> Ma- sure. With questioning looks and <laughs> how much could a banana cost? Yeah. $10? <laughs> yeah. Shane, they're illusions, Dad. (laughs) Yeah. Uh. I mean, I'm getting on this for sure tomorrow while I'm at work, not doing my work. (laughs) That's, you know, it might not be (laughs) the memes that we need, but it's the memes that we deserve. Oh, no, we need these. (laughs) These are a necessity now that we've come up with this. It's necessary. We need to birth this into the world. Oh, for sure. All right. That's all the news that's fit to record? Well, we've got some NHP news. Oh, we do. Mm-hmm. We've gone for weeks with no news. So well, what's going on? Uh, NHP. 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 Hell. NHP on the road. So we've got possible NHP on the road dates now including Impact in May and Joey Ryan's penis party. <laughs> I had that all written down before I even a- approached to anyone else on the podcast Great. about it. Great. And then a confirmed NHP on the road date. NHP. We will be attending NHP. the Nostalgia Personified Peak and Peak Tour on March 2nd at Neshaminy Creek Brewery. It is a live podcast featuring the Danny and Mike podcast. So anybody in the area... Fans of Pete and Pete. Or delicious, tasty adult beverages that you can drink at a brewery. Yeah. Come on out, March 2nd. We think that there are tickets left. There probably are. There probably are. They were going pretty quick, but there was still some the other day when I looked. Cool. All right. So 
There is there is NHP news. Is there more NHP news? Lots of NHP. NHP. All right. All right. So I guess we'll talk about Raw. Came to us from Portland, Oregon this week. Portland, Oregon. The city that never sleeps. Yes. Isn't it the Emerald Jewel, maybe? The Emerald City? That's Chicago. All right, so I guess I, I guess I don't know what I'm talking about. You don't, of the, course. The Northwestern Rose, Portland, Oregon? No. Okay. All right, so... Uh, That's San Francisco, I believe. Uh, so, once again, as it has been for a few weeks, uh, Raw was less than stellar? Will we go with less than stellar? What do you think? It was... Uh, there were some good bits, and I didn't think anything was particularly problematic. So was, we'll give them that. There was... Okay, I guess in terms Mandy of... Mandy and her storyline does not happen on Raw. I was going to say, Raw. in terms of racism and homophobia and the Mandy storyline, yes, there was none of that. So... So there, in terms of that, there was no problems. But to be fair, there was no... Problems. There was no racism on SmackDown either. Well, but there? No, there wasn't. No, there wasn't. <laughs> now we're on SmackDown. There, now there was Mandy Rose, but first off, SmackDown is perfect if we just erase the Mandy Rose storyline. That is obviously a raw storyline. You can tell mm-hmm. Vince's hands are all over that, since he has Corey saying all his lines when Mandy comes out. <laughs> you think that? That's what these adult people are spending their time yelling into other adults. Yes. yes. Talk about how sexy she is. Neck tattoo. Yeah. Call her goddess. Oh, God. Call her God's greatest gift. Oh, God. On the sixth day, he made Mandy. Oh, Jesus. Sliver my digits. Oh, goodness. You oh, know he's no. trying to slide into those DMs. Oh, no. Oh, no. Leave her alone, Vince. All right. Get out of there, Mandy. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's not great. All you right. You know he so. comes over to her. I want to dump you like your boyfriend. Oh. <laughs> He wrote that segment, too. Just yeah, a reminder. Yeah. Made her boyfriend... A guy dumped you. Made her boyfriend dump her IRL. <laughs> it's part of the storyline. Trust me. Okay. Never trust him. Never trust him. He's sliding into those DMs, oh, apparently. Oh, I have no idea what that means. I'm an old man. Yeah. But Vince apparently does it. Well, me and Gen Z and Vince know what it means. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Raw opened up uh, with the billion-dollar princess... Uh, chief executive officer? What is she? No, she's not a chief executive officer. CFO? Mm, CFO? Oh, I don't know what she is. No, s- chief brand officer? Okay. Stephanie McMahon was there yeah. uh, with uh, Becky Lynch, uh, who apparently can float between brands, which is great, because Love Becky it. is great, and honestly, I, I'm not a big fan of the brand split in the first no. place, but I do like that certain people can float between the brands. I'm hoping, Even when it's just John Cena, I'm happy I'm to see somebody float between brands. Since we have Becky and John Cena floating, and the new call-ups have been floating, that the Superstar Shake-Up is an elimination of the brand split. It doesn't seem like you'd call that well, the Superstar Shake-Up. they've got to have the women's tag teams floating, too, now. So, I mean, I guess they could dedicate people to things, but then also have them float. Because you can't, like, what are they going to do? Oh, uh, Boss Hog won the women's tag team, so it's over here now until another pay-per-view. Mm. Yeah, that's not great. No. Because there's only, like, three women's tag teams per show. Honestly, the more I honestly think about it, I wouldn't mind if the if the entire women's division could float, float between there's brands. Not there's not women. enough women. Um, 
And they're not consistently using the call-ups every week. That's true. They've, they exhaust all their women pretty much on both shows. Right. They use up They're reliant everyone. on very, you know, very small roster. Mm-hmm. And, again, we've seen week after week... We, we, we're getting more and more women main eventing both shows. And the and only woman that we didn't see in either backstage or in ring this week was Asuka. We only well, had we a, got video a video package. package. But I mean, every other woman was used. That's true. And it's going to be more and more of that with the new women's division yeah. because there's so many t- people are tagged up. Yeah. So that really, it, outside of Charlotte and Asuka... And Becky, who's floating right now. Mm-hmm. Who else is in the SmackDown Women's Division that's, that's not, not a in, team? That's not in the tag That's tournament. it. Well, Zelina. Zelina, and but she's acting as a manager. manager. And Lana, who's a manager who's acting and as a manager. acting injured. Yeah. So she's not wrestling anyway. And I, I mean, I guess you could say... And then we've got... Lacey. Lacey and Nikki, who are floating. Mm-hmm. I think Lacey is the more likely to wind up on SmackDown. Smackdown. I was really thinking they were actually going to use Lacey versus Asuka, use all the women this yeah. week, but it never yeah. happened. Didn't happen. Could have used it, too, because there wasn't enough women's matches on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, back to Raw. Back to Raw. <laughs> back to Becky and Steph. Uh, eventually, we got we had some back and forth about whether Becky is injured or not, and whether she would be allowed to participate in WrestleMania, and eventually... She was suspended by Stephanie until she relents to see a doctor. Becky, call and get cleared. Steph, uh, daddy's girl. Ooh, daddy's girl. Spoiled little rich bitch. And And uh, she's gone too far. Yeah. Because she knows it doesn't matter anyway. Yeah. Crowd uh, chanting, knock her out (laughs) about Stephanie. And then uh, when she did, just so many Becky chants. Crowd popped so many boners for her. Loving it. It's true. They they did thoroughly enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But Becky is suspended all the same. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Headed headed into a feud with the McMahon family? I don't know what's going on I'm here. I'm hoping. What I'm hoping for now, instead of Ronda versus Becky at WrestleMania, um, Becky versus Triple H to main event WrestleMania. Let's not go too far. Triple H buries everyone at WrestleMania. <laughs> well, no. It would be the one time he lets somebody get over because it's Becky. Yeah, that was already Rhonda. <laughs> wasn't he on? Oh no, he wasn't on her team. No, he was not. Kurt Angle was, was on. Yeah, her. he was sticking up yeah. for her tonight, so yeah. that's why I got a little confused. Hey, that was whatever. Water Almost a year bridge. ago. Yeah, they're best friends now, yeah. even though Steph and Rhonda still can't stand each other. Yeah. All right. Who knows? All right. The McMahon seem to hate everyone. It does again. seem that way. Even though Triple H is sort of supposed to be the good guy. Yeah, but... so Triple H kind of like smirky, half smile likes you. Like, yeah. he's got, I gotta act tough. I'm the boss. Yeah. But he really the likes everybody. The only one that's a real face is Shane. <laughs> <laughs> and deservedly so. Yes. He's the money. He does the coast to coast. Mm-hmm. He has the best song. Yeah. I don't, oh my I... god. Like the best song in all of WWE. It's, I. I don't know. I go back and forth because I also enjoy Vince's song. No, no chance. chance. No chance in hell. See, I think here comes the money. <laughs> money, 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 money. <laughs> it's the best nonsense. It is pretty good. I like both. <laughs> and then you get the Shane Shuffle with it, which I think Shane Shuffle beats Vince Swagger. That Oh, that is definitely true. Yeah. <laughs> Shane's dancing beats... <laughs> Almost anyone except maybe Shinsuke. Yes. 
Uh, do you prefer Shane to uh, Trumella? Hathers <sighs> are so good, too. Yeah, I think Shane's is still better for sheer ridiculousness. I liked I liked um, Truth Carmella the first two Fabulous weeks. Truth. Fabulous Truth. That's the, the one. I mean, I still love them. I still like them, but the first two weeks where it was kind of it was more ironic. It wasn't clear that it was going to be over with the well, crowd. It immediately got over, but now they're doing something a little bit different. The tone has changed from the first first few weeks. Well, because people have really taken to them more than I think they thought they uh, were going of, of to. Course. Yeah. And now they've got to take it a little bit more seriously. Well, the back thinks they have to take it a little more seriously. Yeah. I yeah. bet Truth and Carmella want to be just as goofy every time. Yeah. I liked it when it was a little bit goofier, when it was a little more, you know, we're we're the last thought of in the in the back that they're they're what they came up with was was a seven second dance break and when they were just pushing it more than now when, you know, they come out and they're doing the dancing every time and it's gotta be this thing. Yeah. So anyway. We are well off track, and Mike is not even here. Sorry. That's okay. No, I think it might be both of our fault. No. You are the constable, though, and, and COO, and general manager. Drunk you're constantly. You're supposed to be keeping this shit on the rails. I'm not the conductor. Isn't a constable a conductor? No. I don't know any of these things. I don't even know what a constable is. The constable? It's like a sheriff? Is it like a sheriff? Yeah, it's like... Is it a Canadian sheriff? Why? Who, who has a constable? I think believe it's British. Oh, British. And I believe they're like a sheriff. Okay. Maybe it's the person that runs shit. Now this is, is all already. Do you know how this sentence, this little conversation started? We're off track. Well, <laughs> and now we are off you track know again. Why constable works? It's the alliteration. If you have the opportunity to always go with alliteration, it will always get you over. I'm totally over. Constable Baron. No, Constable Cass. Oh. It's totally over with the fans, and it's partly due to the... To alliteration? Yeah. All right, so uh, the... I mean, I don't know if you understand it. Maybe ask Little DB and Rowan to explain the word oh, to you. Oh, my goodness. All right, the uh, Becky and Steph in-ring nonsense led us to uh, Ronda Rousey coming out to face Liv Morgan of the, uh, of the Riot Squad. And this was a uh, blink and you missed it kind of match. Two seconds long. Two seconds. I, I don't I don't know what happened besides it ended in an well, arm bar. Liv just kept ducking out of the ring. She oh, out, we like, did see three, three times. Duck out. Then yeah. she hopped in and arm bar immediately. Yeah. So boring. And which Rhonda started yelling, "Who else has a problem with me? You're all sitting here bowing me." And then Sarah Logan yelled back something. We couldn't hear her because she wasn't liked. And you know we were. We were catching some of the live tweets, and I think some people did think that this was the beginning of a uh, a heel turn for, or at least a, some kind of a turn some of some type sort. of turn. I don't think that that was actually what happened. I think what Rhonda was trying to say, while she kind of looked at the crowd, she meant that the that well, the riot squad boos are not the I crowd. Think people were also. I think it was very confusing. Thinking it. Yes, because um, Corey Graves was marking out for Rhonda mm-hmm. when he is, as we all know, the heel announcer. I mean, I think we've talked about this before. There is a problem with the fact that both Corey and Renee are sometimes heels and sometimes faces. I mean, and it makes the product more for confusing. For the most part, 
Corey is the most heelish. The most heelish. But and he's I not think, the heel well, announcer. I'm just saying, I think that's what led to yeah, the part of the confusion. And also the little backstage tete-a-tete between Rhonda and Becky, where, it, to me, Becky is still the obvious heel because of the smirk. The smirk and silence oh, it makes yeah. you much more yeah. heelish. Um, but them making Rhonda seem angry when she really should seem frustrated. I don't think she can convey it in the way that I they want I think that is a problem. They're to. trying to get something a little more subtle out of someone. Yes, who can't be subtle. It's you, either I'm angry or I'm crying. There's yeah. no emotion in between. And hasn't hasn't been at it long enough. No. In you know, in her previous fighting life, the only emotion rookie. that she had to show was her real emotion. Hyped up rookie. Yeah, hyped up rookie. All right. So speaking uh, of the hyped, the hyped up, up rookie, rookie. Uh, called out Sarah Logan. This match lasted a little bit longer. Two I minutes. think you blinked twice, mm-hmm. then you missed it. With the two second match, then the two minute match. We did actually have Sarah get in a little bit of a tiny uh, bit, a she tiny got, bit of offense, a, a little tiny bit. bit. But Golden Girl Ronda Rousey won again. And then after that, we had uh, the mm-hmm. Riot Squad recuperating, and it looked like Ruby was going to get in the match. She ring. got up on the apron and did a little stare down, but then walked then, away. Yeah, walked away. It's just, I believe, a building to uh, Ronda Ruby at Elimination Chamber since they're keeping Becky away from her until WrestleMania. Uh, you think they'll get there and... Is there two, two rolls left? Yes, they rush everything. They do rush everything. Next week they'll have Ruby come out with Ride Squad talking shit on Ronda. Mm-hmm. Then they'll have a little fight that's not a sanctioned match. Mm-hmm. And then the next week they'll set up the match for Elimination Chamber. Yeah, okay. I they'll guess. probably have Natty um, in the back talking shit to Riot Squad saying, you leave my best friend Rhonda alone. Oh, God. Yeah. Natty has to run interference uh, over Liv and Sarah. I mean, we all know what's going to happen. It's so predictable. Yuck. Maybe I just don't want it to happen. I think so. that's what it is, is you don't want it to happen. And it's obvious that that's where it's going because there's not enough women. That's true. All right, so up next we had a four-corner tag team match. Oh, yeah. Four... So this is for the number one contendership for, uh, for a Gable title and shot at the tag team titles, but Gable it, and Roots. Yeah, I didn't say when if it was for Elimination Chamber or just for random for funsies. Yeah. So we had uh, new tag team heavy machinery. We had the Lucha House Party. Lucha, Lucha, Lucha. Uh, we had the B team, which. I mean, it would have been very confusing if they had won because we know that you like to call... The B team versus the C team. Yeah, Gable and Rude, the and C then, team, so that would be very confusing. I believe new A team, for me at least. Heavy machinery. Lucha, uh, thought you liked Lucha House Party. I do, but How they're, quickly not gonna we forget. Push, they're not going to push Lucha House Party like they're going to push Heavy Machinery, Yeah, if we're being honest. and then a fourth I team, would tie them, honestly. The fourth team was the, uh, the Revival. The Z yeah. team. So, down there. let me ask you this. What do you think of the uh, Four Corners tag match rules and that situation? I think they make perfect sense. I think it's not confusing at all. It's not confusing. I think it's a perfect way to narrow down four teams to one for a title shot at a... At a future event. Future event. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. Mm. Uh, so the revival won. And, so. Ooh, 
Well, you can't complain. You just said that this is the perfect way to find the number one contender. They're not the number one contender. They are the number one contender. They're, if we're going to get another boring Revival C-team match. They're the and number one contender. I guess all you have to do to get what you want is starting to quit every week. Or win the Four Corners Tag Team match. Mm-hmm. Uh, up next, we have... I wanted to point out something we saw during that match that really made me laugh. We had the C-team watching backstage, and they had their... $10,000 robes, as, like, to be pointed out, <laughs> hanging from command hooks. Mm. Well, you know, they're in a different stadium every week. Mm-hmm. So you have to, you know, they have to... To me, if I had $10,000 robes, I would definitely bring some type a of... garment bag of some garment sort? bag, a steamer trunk, perhaps a coat rack... A gilded gold coat rack? A gilded gold coat rack. Maybe just have an intern there to drape it over their head? Mm, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. But a command hook? You know that Chad Gable brought those, too. <laughs> Look what it got us! <laughs> now we can hang up our robes right next, next to each, each other, other, bud! We're best friends! High five! <laughs> and... I was thinking, like, during our matches, we could hug in the ring and people could yell, best friends! Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a good plan, Chad. <laughs> Bobby Roode checking the expiration date on his contract. Oh, goodness. Every time he sees Chad Gable. <laughs> Every morning when he wakes up, yeah. he's got a calendar full of red mm-hmm. X's counting down the days. Texting Cody, hey man, just keeping in touch. Hey, buddy. How's it going, bro? <laughs> All right. Any, anything new you're up to? I've been out of the loop. What's going on in yeah. your world, man? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, hopefully Cody has unlimited texting because I'm sure he's getting... he's, he's hearing from people. Yeah. Hey man, quite a few. Long time no see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Heat Slater and Rhino. <laughs> Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. I think uh, all in one text. <laughs> I think there was a you know a, sanity, a little subtle uh, undertone of that's who. That's who Chris Jericho was speaking to. <laughs> oh, that's the three or four we want yeah. to see. And no, I, no. I agree with Chris Jericho. We're not, Those are the four I want to see We're every week. not trying to poach anyone. Zack Ryder, Heath Slater, Rhino, the other guy. Kurt Hawkins? Kurt Hawkins. Heath Slater, too. I mean, if I had my own company, okay. those would be the first four I poached. Wow. Because think of... The potential. They're so underused and made to be a joke. You bring them over to yours and they are fucking stars. And people are like, look how much they were wasted on WWE. Those people suck. It's a way to go. Wasted all this talent. It's a way to go. Why poach the stars? We know they're going to be stars anywhere. You poach the people that aren't being utilized and turn them into stars. You are a smart woman. Genius. That's why I'm the COO. You are wise. So up next, we had the third and final Raw uh, qualifying match for the Women's Tag Team Elimination Chamber uh, at the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view this month. And again, we had a uh, kind of slapped together tag team versus an established tag team. We had Boss Hook Connection versus... They didn't have a name, so I made one up for them. Okay. 
Crazy, crazy like a fox. Crazy like a fox. So that's uh, Nikki Cross and Alicia Fox. Yeah. I think that really works. I do think that that really works. I'm going to tweet it out. I mean, that they are a slap together tag team wow. who are not going to be a tag team even next week. Well, I've got plans for them. You have plans for them? Yeah. Well, well, we'll get to sweet, sweet fantasy booking <laughs> later in the show. Um, uh, so Bailey and Sasha... In the third of three matches where the established tag team did, in fact, win. they did get their asses beat on the ramp by Crazy Like a Fox. And still. Before the match started. Managed to win the match. Well, let's be clear. Bailey won the match. That's true. Sasha never even entered the ring. I mean. Running scared. It's it's bad enough that she's the kind of friend that'll stab you in the back. Stab you in the back. She Uh, ducks the tags. I saw her duck the tags. Ducking tags. Yeah. Ridiculous. We did uh, protect Nikki Cross a little bit. She was knocked out away from the ring when the when Alicia Fox got pinned. So I guess she doesn't look too bad since she's yeah. a brand new character that they're trying to push heavily. I mean, in the in these qualifying matches, I don't think that the losers look bad because we already know who's going to win. Right. I think if it wasn't for the unknown, can you imagine if Nikki? And Alicia Fox had won this match. I would love it. Uh, I would love for um, Boss Hug to somehow... They're clearly going to be the winners, so they're not announced for the match and somehow squeeze their way squeeze in. Squeeze in? Yeah. Interesting. Like, Nia Jax coming down for the men's rumble. Yes. They, like, uh, um, somehow pop up from a hidden chamber yes. under the ring. It's an interesting way to... Yeah. Since apparently the rules are now, if you beat someone up, you can enter a, a match in their Whenever place. Whenever you want. So they just beat up Mandy and Sonya, yeah. and, they, and they're and they in their pod. Or anybody else who has no clear shot of winning, which is everybody but Boss Hog. I mean, don't beat up Iconics. I want to see them. I feel like, I don't think it's as predetermined as we think. Well, I think the two potential winners are... Boss Hug or Riot Squad. I don't think they're going to give it to anybody else for the first win. Because they've got to talk about these winners for a long time, so oh, they've yeah, got to yeah. go with the strongest wrestlers that they're yeah. going to have around for the longest time. Agreed. Just using my COO brain. Your COO brain. Alright, so now that means that the Elimination Chamber match is, is established, right? That's well, everybody. it was... It was after SmackDown, after SmackDown when we revealed the last team. So we yeah. have uh, the Riot Squad. Mm-hmm. We have Boss Hug, Boss Hug Connection. Nia Jackson, Tan. Nia Jackson, Tamina. Iconics. Iconics. Mandy and Sonya. Mandy and Sonya. And Fabulous Glow. Ooh, I forgot about Fabulous Glow. My new faves. Naomi and Carmella, who I predicted would team up. I've been predicting it for weeks because I'm the smartest COO in the world. I know I know we haven't talked about this yet, but it is very odd that you have to win a qualifying match on Raw mm-hmm. to enter the uh, Elimination Chamber, well, and you can just announce yourself they have on enough, SmackDown. They have enough women over on Raw to have matches, but on SmackDown they only have... Three tag teams worth of women, and then two other women, one of whom was, was suspended. Wow. Interesting. Oh, sorry, three other. Three one other of men. whom was the champ and not shown, and one of whom came suspended. out to just bitch like a flare, and then got kicked out. All right. So what else did we see on Raw? Um, well, we, we had... We saw Jeff Jarrett. Road Dog. And Road Dog come out. 
J E double F J A double R doing E double T Jeff Jarrett aging Fred Durst impersonation and uh, they were there for uh, a a match uh, Jeff and Elias. Oh, because they both play guitars, and they've both been known mm-hmm. to hit people with guitars, mm-hmm. so they needed to have a match, I they guess. did their stupid song again. Nobody cares. Nobody knows the uh, words. We had Road Dog coming out in some jersey for a local team. I can't remember what it was, and said, I won't stop wearing the local swag for that cheap pop. Yeah, we fucking get it. We know. <laughs> the, the Road Dog bit is pretty sad. It's pretty yeah. clear that most of the audience at this point doesn't, doesn't know remember who he the is. Dog. It's been a they long time. They don't even time. know who Jeff Jarrett is, but they have a little bit more recognition yeah. of him. But it's been a much. long time for both of these yeah. guys. They haven't been on TV in a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, WWE has been pushing this idea that DX was always Sean and Triple yeah. H. Most people, for, they kept so, doing the suck it thing. Most people probably don't even know that. No, that Road Dog had the suck it thing to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> the repeated DX suck it. Triple H immediately had to fire off some cease and desist. You know he did. I don't know. That's mine and Sean's thing. Yeah. What are you, what we are had you a doing? handshake agreement. There's only ever been two guys at DX. That is it. And no woman. No woman. There was a woman. It was Stephanie. Stephanie was in DX. Yeah. It was me and Sean and Stephanie. All right. All right. So, whatever. Elias won. Elias won, but, but Jeff and Road Dog got their revenge. Ugh. And it's Double really, J smashing the guitar, but it didn't smash. <laughs> it, I, I, I did look at it after Made when he picked concrete. it up later. It did break. It just didn't break right, which is very odd. Well, I heard he reinforces all his guitar with lacquer. In fact, they take most of the inside of the Mm -hmm. guitars out so that they break more easily. Double J is trying to really IRL beat up Elias. They've got a real music beef. It's very much on par with Biggie and Tupac. It's very real. It's very odd here. I am not really clear on who we're supposed to root for. In this feud. Because Elias had great heel heat going for quite some time. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, they've turned him into a semi-face. Then and back now, to a heel. And now here, he appears to be the heel. Mm-hmm. But why am I excited for Jeff Jarrett? Jeff Jarrett? I'm not excited for Jeff I mean, Jarrett. And most of what I remember of Jeff Jarrett's entire career... Is he's a heel? Is he's been, been a heel. Now, I understand that there are people the in WWE... The makes him heelish. In the back that consider it, you know, at once a person is of a certain age, you just, everybody loves them, even if they've spent their whole career as a heel. The, the end of your career is as a face when we bring you back out, but it's not really making a lot of sense. I don't yeah. feel, I don't have a, I don't have a desire to cheer for either of these guys. I mean, I'll cheer for Elias. Yes, but that's, that, that's not his character. You're cheering. No, I love his character. Okay. I love okay. him. He's smart. All right. So he, up next, we had the announcement of Ric Flair's 70th birthday. and uh, Which I'm so excited for. He's been cleared to take bumps in the ring. So I'm thinking he's taking a bump during the celebration. Uh, hopefully we'll have like a 30-tier birthday cake that somebody can throw Rick through. And then uh, since, I mean, they'll be around, we can throw. I'm thinking it's going to be Becky. Well, the, the man versus the man. 
That's an idea, and, mm-hmm. you know, we could have both rosters out, because it is a very big deal, Rick's birthday, so mm-hmm. we could have uh, the bar go through the birthday cake, too. Oh, of course, they love going through food. Yes, they're all about going through Or food. it's like a cake made of pancakes. Oh, it's a big surprise. And it looks like a wedding cake, mm-hmm. but when you get shoved in it, you realize that it's made of pancakes. Or it's just already And that's the top way. of the ramp. It's already in the ring. It's a huge cake made of pancakes. Um, the bar comes out assisting Rick to the ring because he's so feeble. And then, <laughs> surprise, New Day pops out of the pancake cake and puts everyone through the cake. You know, another way we could go, we could have Vince and uh, Rick out looking at a cake. It's roughly the size of a short human. Mm-hmm. And Vince is really, really trying to get Rick excited for the idea that somebody is going to pop out of this cake. And that is when the New Day pops out of the cake and throws uh, pancakes at Vince and Rick. Yeah. I mean, none of this stuff has to make any sense. You can just write down anything. You can throw darts. And you've written an episode of WWE television. Especially Raw. Especially Raw. And they love these little bits that never... Food fights. Things that never come back. Mm -hmm. Things that... People that come out for five minutes and then are forgotten. All right, so up next, we had Finn Balor, who was set to have a match with Bobby Lashley, the Almighty, uh, Renee's favorite guy. Uh, but Bobby f- feels that he is above the kind of stature that it faces. Small stature. The small stature that would face a Finn Balor. He does make him an offer that after his upcoming match with Leo Rush, if he has impressed Bobby Lashley, he will uh, uh, deem to face him mm-hmm. in a future date. But before uh, the match can even begin, Bobby Lashley puts a quick beat down on Finn Balor to give uh, Leo Rush the advantage. But he didn't need. He didn't need. They're both small guys. What do we? What do we need? Uh, this was a pretty fun match. Both guys had some good spots. Yeah. And. Uh, Finn did eventually get the win. Bobby got ejected from ringside for interfering. My favorite bit about this match, though, was the guy in the front row um, facing camera that had a sign that just said Finn's Finn's Wang with a smiley face on it. I bet that that everyone that is involved in this million-dollar episode production is happy that somebody's <laughs> magic marker it sign didn't make of any Finn's sense. Wang. It was hilarious. It was scribbled. It was amazing. Good times are had by all. Yeah. So up next, we had our moment of bliss with EC3, mm-hmm. which was eventually interrupted by Naya and Tamina, who were eventually interrupted by Dean Ambrose. And at, at the end, uh, I'm... We don't really know anything more about EC3 than no. we did before. He never we just gets know. really any words in. He's that interrupted Bliss by... thinks that he's handsome and rich. Mm-hmm. There yeah, we go. she was super thirsty. Oh, well, you know, we've decided that she is joining Mandy Rose in the uh, throwback to the 90s division. Mm-hmm. So, as all women are, super thirsty for oh, a guy yeah. that's... For all men. Of all, all men. Women, but especially a tall man with muscles. Men, especially a spray, orange spray tan. Spray tan god, like EC3. With money. Don't and forget money. Yes, he's got the money. And Here also, the money. don't forget Nia Jax and 
uh, Marla Hooch were super thirsty for Dean, according to him. And, uh, I don't know, we didn't... I was kind of hoping for a Dean and Naya interaction more yeah. than what we got, we got which was the, um, EC3. EC3 and Dean match when everybody just wanted a Naya and Dean match. And does this mean that for the next couple of months we're going to have, you know, throwaway matches for Dean that... Where I'm he, assuming you know, so. What actually should have happened with this is... It's obviously not the beginning of the feud, so no, I don't think. but I think what should have happened, since we had four people out on the stage, it should have been a reluctant team-up between EC3 and Dean Ambrose versus Naya and Tam. And Tamina. Yeah. Mm, interesting, too. And Naya and Tam getting over, mm-hmm. or EC3 getting over, it doesn't matter. Dean wasn't going to get over no matter no. what. But... Whatevs. They threw it away. They don't care. They don't care what the fans think either, still. Yeah. Because we're the fans. We are the fans. I mean, we're telling you every I'm week. I'm more of a journalist than a yeah, fan. Yeah, a journalist. A jerkalist. Uh, ooh, 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 I got you. Ooh, ooh. All right. So uh, we had an, a repeat of last week. We had Mojo Rally backstage talking to a mirror. It doesn't work twice. It you doesn't can work. only do that once. To be fair. It barely worked once. Yeah. But, but I mean, in terms of a mirror reveal for anything, yeah. it only really works once. Right. We didn't. That's we why didn't they have... only do it once in horror movies. Yeah. We didn't have it twice in Taxi Driver, so. No. Uh, Are you still talking to me? You're back? <laughs> You're back to Who's this to guy? <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. So, you did have an, a better idea as we were watching it immediately. Mm-hmm. As instead of panning to reveal that he's talking to a mirror, have him actually be yelling at someone yeah. this time. Why the fuck not? That's a that's an actual punchline. Yeah. That's a different thing. Ends with him in the ring with someone. Yeah. It doesn't even have to end in the ring. He could have been yelling at a no, production no. assistant. I meant over the course of weeks. Oh, over so the course of So last week he was yelling at himself, this week he's yelling at a production guy, next week he's yelling at some talent, then Then boom, Vince. Match at some uh, point. Yeah. Okay. Agreed. It's how story progression works. I don't know if those idiot writers at WWE have ever heard of it. All right. Which brings us to our main event set earlier in the night when uh, we got a tease of a Kurt Kurt Angle Angle retirement announcement. Crying in the ring, Uh, as always. Um, He was cut off by Drew Drew McIntyre and Baron Corbin. Before that, he said there's only... He bragged about his accomplishments, and he said there's only one opponent that he can't beat. Father Time. And I immediately thought, as soon as Baron's music hit, what He's I gonna know, come out in a long beard. No, I know they're not going to, but they should have him come out dressed as Father Time. And of course they didn't. I mean, it fits right along with the ridiculousness. Like, all, it's just a robe and a beard, so you can just pull and a clock. Yeah, they have oh, those. Yeah, yeah, they have those somewhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, Flavor Flav was a guest on so Raw not times. that long ago. They, they probably have one of his clocks mm-hmm. around. Kurt did not announce his retirement. The guys kind of beat him up earlier in the night, and yeah, he was saved by Braun. Drew McInnes thighs come out yeah. looking so good. Which created this match that ended in the most ridiculous way I think we could think of. Three German suplexes into an angle slam. No, that would make sense. <laughs> yes, that's why it did not end that way. <laughs> uh, that is why it did not end that way. We had Braun warned by the referee that if he attacked Corbin while he was not the legal man, 
Can't do it. And they would throw this match right out. This official was playing by the books, down to the letter. I really thought it was Heath Slater, best ref ever in there. <laughs> That's how much he was adhering to the rules of professional wrestling. I don't believe that I have ever seen this rule enforced. And on both Raw and SmackDown, there were situations this week where the exact same situation came up. They only had this ref, I guess, once. I guess so. His first day on the job. He didn't know you could be a little lenient. He's a by-the-books guy. They're all referee decisions, Mm -hmm. and no referee has ever made that decision. Mm -hmm. And there were, you know, easy ways to make this make sense. Because they do disqualify people for, say, using a weapon during a match. Yeah, if Braun had just pulled out a gun... Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and shot. I was thinking a chair. If he had just grabbed the chair on his way well, to attack Corbin. Just, I know Braun Sherman is a huge fan of guns via his Instagram and Twitter. So if he... It doesn't have to have bullets. I mean, or maybe just a couple rubber bullets. He pulls a couple guns out. DQ immediately. We are headed back to the Attitude Era. And one yeah. of the first elements of the Attitude Era was when uh, Brian Pillman... Was Did it at his house? No, he was in his home, and I believe Steve Austin came to his house, and people were screaming, "He has a gun!" Did he really have a gun? In reality, or the character? The character. The character, I believe, was supposed to be carrying a gun. I don't know. It's been like. Why would I think years. in reality? No, I meant like, what? Did he have a gun in the back of his jeans or something? His jorts. I think so, but I'm not really mm-hmm. sure. It was not. A, it was not good things. Nah. Well, anyway, Braun could have been scrapped. That's all I'm saying. That's that. That's true. Braun could have been packing, packing heat. Mm-hmm. Then the disqualification a, would make perfect sense. If he just no had, guns. like an Uzi down the back of his pants. This is not how we settle things here in a WWE. A bazooka. All right. He pulls a bazooka right. from the timekeeper's area. So I guess we are headed to a WrestleMania situation with these four, mm-hmm. or maybe Drew and Braun. And separately, Corbin and Angle. I think I'd rather yeah. see the tag. What do you? Would you prefer two matches with these four or one match with all? Four? If it's at WrestleMania, the way I they, assume it's at WrestleMania. Gotta get twenty matches in. Uh, I'm Kurt's gotta be. Kurt needs something to do at WrestleMania. This is the only thing that they have time to build for him. But I feel like they still don't know. I feel like Kurt and Corbin isn't good enough. I feel like Drew and Braun is. Well. I like Corbin what? a lot, and I think he's a future main eventer. I think, but I don't think that that matches. Baron good Corbin, besides Becky and Little Debay, is the most over heel. And actually, he they get cheered. He gets so many boos. He technically is the most over heel, and I think he could be in a match retiring Kurt Angle by himself. I don't think that they're he's necessarily going to do it. He's got, he'd have to carry a lot of the. Do a lot of the work in the match. He can. He does work every week. Okay. He pulls that shit out. I'd prefer the tag. Amazing. I mean, you know, I want to see Mac constantly. So I'd love to see Corbin and Mac teaming up, double teaming. That's what I, I agree. Let's do it. Little Let's double do it. team action. Little double team action. Mm-hmm. All right. Is that all we got to talk about for Raw? Yeah. I mean, I think that it ended with. Um, Braun Strowman and Kurt Angle victorious, even though they well, lost technically. Yeah. Yeah. Whatevs. Whatever. Whatever. Doesn't Dude. matter. Next week, we won't Nothing even know about cares. it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. None of this shit matters. And we are ready to get down to SmackDown. SmackDown Town. 
SmackDown Town. Well, SmackDown opened up this week with Charlotte Flame. She wouldn't <laughs> high five anyone on her way to the ring, trying to act like a little badass. Um, she's talking shit on Becky, saying she should face Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania, and the crowd was like, "Oh fuck." No, bitch, get mm. out of here. She's pointing at the WrestleMania sign and laughing. Um, the crowd was pretty quiet. Um, didn't really give a fuck. And then Becky showed up doing the shield entrance and the crowd went fucking crazy. Of course. <laughs> um, came to the ring. The officials had to separate them. Um, they're yelling at each other. Triple H pops out, tells Becky to go For home. Finally, the first real cheering of the night was for Triple H's music. Some cheering into booze. Mm. Uh, as soon as he told Becky to get the fuck out of there. That is true. Um, That's his job. Yeah, he kicked out Charlotte almost immediately. He tells Becky she has to see a doctor and get cleared. She doesn't trust him. And I said, I wouldn't either. He is a McMahon. Mm. Um, he tells her to go home again. She's still not going home. She's just fucking standing there. She don't give no shits. Um, she asked how Steph is, and the crowd fucking goes crazy. They loved it. Um, he says that Becky isn't the man. She is just a self-destructor. Uh, he keeps talking shit on her for a while. Um, then he yells at the audience to sit down and shut up, and then we didn't even see Elias, so I don't know why he said it. And then he says Becky Lynch is scared, doubts her injury, thinks it's fake. Fake. Um, I guess going meta there. And then Becky slaps trips across the face. Crowd explodes. That's what I, that's what we were waiting for. Yeah. They're standing an inch from each other's faces, just doing a hard stare down, and the crowd is chanting, One more time. One more time. <laughs> and I was thinking, yes, please, one more time. One more punch, come on. Yeah. And then Becky just left. Yeah. Walked back out through the crowd, smiling, having a good old time. What do you think of this end, the opening? thought it was pretty good. I think... I'm not sure what's going on with the Charlotte thing. Uh-huh. It, it feels like they should be smart enough to know that that should not be a triple threat. Mm-hmm. But they've get, gotten things wrong. This feels to me like a... What's the opposite of a tease? A threat to people like us? Like, I think that they're not doing... A faux the, threat, you think? Uh, a faux tease? A faux tease. That... Mm-hmm. They're saying to people like us... Like a strip tease, but it's only down to the bra and panties. Like, no, don't give I, I, meant, money. I meant it's not a positive thing. Yeah, that's not a positive thing. You want to see all the goods. That is true. Okay, thank you very much. Yeah. I, I think what this is, is they're, they're saying to people like us that don't want the triple threat, mm-hmm. we could do this at any time, mm-hmm. only to turn around and not do it, mm-hmm. to give us what we actually want. Maybe? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I get my head so twisted around trying to apply real logic and WWE logic at the same time. I think they're just going to shoehorn Charlotte in there. I think that's a mistake. I think, um... I think that's a mistake that's going to hurt Charlotte. Yeah, well, first off, I think they've really damaged Charlotte over the past couple weeks by trying to turn her into a badass that she obviously isn't. I think they should have kept her the hero, Mm -hmm. kept her, um... A face, because when Becky leaves during the Superstar Shake-Up, because they're obviously going to go to opposite shows because yeah. they're the two most over women, they should be on opposite shows, Yeah. Um. then 
she's not the top face anymore. She's got to get back to a face yeah. then. Like it doesn't make any sense to move. Yeah, her. and who's who's gonna be who's gonna be the the face to heal Charlotte? Yeah, it would only be Oscar and Becky loses. Yeah, it doesn't really Becky work. leaves. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. So they've really damaged we, her character. Or do you move? Do you after WrestleMania for the band, brand switch? Do a, do do the opposite. Leave Becky on SmackDown and move Charlotte to. Uh, well, I th- Raw to face uh, Ronda. No, because I think that Becky's going to win at WrestleMania, so then they've got to have Ronda get the belt back, so they've got to have Becky and Ronda on the same show. Oh, That's interesting stuff. smart play. Man, man, there is some actual intriguing stuff going on in a WWE storyline. But anyway, they've really damaged Charlotte. They have. And I'm They're not a fan of her, but she had a lot of fans, and now she, people... I think she still has the fan base when it's not about... Becky. Well, no, but I mean, like, people aren't cheering her, and they're not booing her. People are getting very quiet when she's on, in a way that they shouldn't be. Mm. Like, I don't know. She's not strong enough to pull off the heel character. Mm. She's better as the face. Agreed. They never changed her gear up. They've only changed... They only tell her to wear leather pants every week Mm. when she's not in her gear. She has changed her makeup. Trust me, she's in the fashion break. Yeah. Alright, so what happened next? But anyway, next up we had a match between uh, Shinsuke Nakamura and Rusev versus the Good Bros. Uh, I was kind of throw away. There was some back yeah. and forth. Lana tried, the funniest part was Lana lifting Shin- Shinsuke up to get him back in the ring yeah. while she's wearing her boot in her little manager gear. It just didn't make any sense. Anyway, Rusev got the pin to win. And then they stood together like besties in the ring with their hands up. Whatever. I feel like the wrong person moved away from Rusev Day. Because I miss Aiden English. Yeah. And really, I think Lana Lana hurts Rusev. I don't think that she necessarily hurts Rusev. I think she doesn't add anything, whereas Aiden English did. um, Because she doesn't come out talking for him. He talks for himself. Right. But uh, Aiden had the great song entrance thing and whatever but apparently the rusevs were on some interview this week saying that uh they think the rusev day thing has you know run its, run its course and it was it was great at first but it wasn't capitalized at the correct right, time they, missed, it, they yeah. missed the timing so they're well aware and He's also he also said something about you know he really cares about the United States Championship, but clearly nobody else does. Yeah. Meaning backstage. I I mean I'm not all all tea from Rusa for yeah. sure. I, I was actually really more thinking that like Lana can also do more moving into the women's division. For sure, there's not enough women to have Mm-mm. women. I, and I'm gonna apply this to Zelina too. There's not enough women. To have women acting as managers Just who managers. can wrestle. Yeah. Who can wrestle. And uh, the faux ankle injury? Why? Yeah. It doesn't, didn't doesn't need to be. doesn't make a lot of sense. She could have just been beat up and couldn't make it to the, the ring. Right. And then that's it. And these things, th- this part of the storyline where, you know, did Nakamura injure Lana or did Rusev accidentally injure Lana, it just makes the whole thing kind of feel like a comedy act, which... Neither of those guys need to be. It feels like... They keep using them as comedy acts, but... Less a comedy act and more a lazy... Throwaway thing. Lazy dated writing. Yeah. Um, but anyway, whatever. Anyway. Who knows what's gonna happen with that. Somebody won that match. Who cares? Yeah. 
Um, I did get to see Shinsuke dancing though, and he looked great. Well, that's good. Yeah, at least you got something out of it. What's so, up next? Next up, we had Mustafa Ali versus Randall Catherine Orton. Um, again, lots of back and forth. Uh, RKO mostly had the upper hand. Um, they did let Mustafa get a two count, but of course, RKO gets the RKO out of nowhere. But then, Samoa Joe out of nowhere! <laughs> you know what? Before we get too far ahead, there was a really, a spot that I really enjoyed in the Mustafa Ali match, mm-hmm. where he was on the top turnbuckle, Randy popped up and, uh, made it clear that he was gonna go for the RKO, but, uh, Mustafa spotted it, so he kind of, he faked going for the moonsault off the top rope, to which Randy responded by going into the RKO out of nowhere, but Mustafa didn't jump, so Randy kind of RKO'd the air, Mm -hmm. which allowed Mustafa to get the upper hand. Yeah. I don't remember having seen that before, even though, you know, we constantly see the RKO out of nowhere, so I I liked that spot. Mm Mm-hmm. And I like that Mojo came out and attacked Randy. Yeah. Even though Got this... the Coquina clutch, clutched him to death. This uh, storyline with the Daniel Bryan Elimination Chamber has uh, too many weird, not clear who's heroes and who's villains. Um, I think if you think about it, you'll be able to figure it out. I think that it's just AJ and Mustafa are faces. Jeff Hardy. And everyone, oh, Jeff Hardy is a face. Mm-hmm. But then why is Samoa Joe attacking Randy? Why is a well, heel because, attacking a heel? Because they've all got to face each other in the Elimination Chamber. Mm-hmm. So they're all facing each other to prove who is going to reign supreme at Elimination Chamber. Mm-hmm. So all of that heel and face shit is kind of thrown out the window, it and should it's never just be. a six-man battle at this mm-hmm. point. Well, that's your opinion, first off. Second off, they have the matches set up, heel face, heel face, mm-hmm. for you, but they've then also got to fight each other. And I bet you we see some face and heel team-ups at Elimination Chamber or take out other people. So I think you're, you might be just jumping the gun. I think they know what they're doing. They've been doing it for 30 so how come, years. Why is it that whenever you want to argue against me, that's when you think they know what they're doing? Every other time, it's the stupid lazy writers that you hate, but when when you want to make a point that's counter to me, it's, I think I know what they're doing. They've been doing this for so long. You're a fucking idiot. What was the next match, Constable Cass? Well, the next match. Well, first, before the next match, we had a little in-ring nonsense with, quote-unquote, the fave son of Washington, Little DB. He liked the audience this mm-hmm. week. Surprise, surprise. They're in Washington somewhere. Who knows? Um, they... <laughs> They understand him and are smart, according to Lil mm-hmm. Bay. Unfortunately, he has to talk on it to a global audience. <clears throat> Feel him on that one. And he says, those dumb fatties chasing dopamine rushes via fried food just don't understand him and Rowan. And then Rowan spoke for the first time, probably ever. And what is this accent? I wrote, I don't understand. I thought maybe he was some type of European 
maybe some Scandinavian country. No, it turns out he's from Minnesota, but he didn't have that accent. Minnesota. He didn't. He didn't sound like he was from Bobby's world. No, not no, at he all. Did not sound like Bobby's mom at Don't all. Don't you know? Nothing like that. No. It was. I thought it Don't sounded. Don't you know, Daniel Bryan? A little Irish. Yeah. But, like, he's lived maybe in the U.S. for a long time. Mm-hmm. Turns out he's not Irish at all. Some type of Norwegian, I think. I think it's it's just a smart person accent. Yeah, it's he's Very just smart. highly educated. So, and like... Intellectual peer like me, of Daniel Bryan. If you're highly educated, you learn to talk with a non-regional accent. Mm. People can't tell where you're from. You So you sound super smart. That's... that's- very true, Constable Cass. Yeah, that's why people, when they listen, are like, well, we know that Mike and Rob are clearly from Philly with their dirty accents, but where's Constable Cass from? She really could be from anywhere and everywhere all at once. I don't know if you can hear me rolling my eyes, but what else happened? Well, did anybody come out to stop the, the champion's tirade? He says he's going to win or whatever. And then he plays a promo explaining the Elimination Chamber. Okay, whatever. And then they just leave. So nothing happened. Um, No real action there. No. We had a match um, with Carmella and Naomi, the fabulous glow, versus the Iconics, versus Mandy and Sonya Deville. So it was the entire women's division of SmackDown. The tag team. Uh, The entire women's tag team. Who we, Mandy and Sonya, we were like, huh, it's weird that they don't go by their old um, tag tag team name Mm -hmm. or a new name. But then I believe it was Tom coined them as uh, Fire and Desire. Fire and Desire. Now, who's who? I assume that Mandy is Desire. Mandy. But why is Sonya's name Fire? She's Straight Fire. No, she's not Straight Fire. That's not... Wait, who says Straight Fire? Oh, I don't know. She's Straight Fire. Like, she's... No, that's somebody's catchphrase on WWE. Oh, is it? Yes. Oh. It's (laughs) It's not Sonya's. No, but it's... I think it might be one of Becky's uh, catchphrases. Oh, is it? I think so. Anyway, Street Fire... Someone has Street Fire as a, a catchphrase. Street Fire is... Is that what you kids are saying now? And I'm say, an old man who doesn't understand. It is not a WWE catchphrase. Okay. That's when you're saying, like, somebody's hot shit. Oh, it's yeah. like AF. Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right, so... So I assume that Tom, who is also Generation Z... Okay. Um, <laughs> is going with, you know... Yeah. She's she's straight fire. Fire and desire. Or, yeah, that's the way they said it. It's a ridiculous, horrible throwback name. I wouldn't say throwback because then I think they would be going back to, what was their name with Paige? Absolution. Absolution. I meant a throwback to, once again, the Attitude Era. Mm-hmm. Straight fire, mm-hmm. if you want to know what it is. Are you you're on Urban Dictionary? You know I am. That's Anything it. that is so good that makes you trip over yourself so bad that you think you are on something, aka awesome or cool, and usually a lot of emphasis on fire. Like yo, bro, that party last night was straight fire. Oh, it means rad. Yeah. Why did they just say rad? Well, because oh, you kids, but you're trying to destroy perfectly good slang like rad. Well, I don't because. Know. Rad and desire doesn't really go together, <laughs> does it? No, that's true. <laughs> I meant your whole generation with your 
straight fires mm-hmm. when all when you really meant rad. Yeah. So if you're going with like eighties <laughs> lingo and Sonia is rad, what would Mandy be? Babelicious? Bad. No, because she's supposed to be called hot. And mm. bad didn't mean hot. Bad meant cool. So you've gotta go with something <laughs> Not not bad meaning bad. Yeah. But bad meaning good. No, you gotta go with something to describe her as like a hot team. Rad and and hot. Hot rad. Doesn't really work. <laughs> See, Tom one up you on this uh. one. Way to go, Tom. That's why you're getting paid the big money. He finally got he got a line in that Corgers didn't get. And I'm pretty sure it was Tom. It could have been the other one. <laughs> Byron? Byron. It was Tom or I think Byron. it was Tom, but I'm not sure at this point. Could have been Byron. It I mean, been Byron Byron seems cooler. Like, so, yeah. who knows? Okay. Tom is probably like you. Straight fire? Well, that's somebody else's nickname. <laughs> okay. I don't know what that means. Okay. All right. We're the same age, but you're so much younger than me, Byron. <laughs> anyway. What else happened on SmackDown? Now that we've explained the names. The straight fire. So there was, it was like a four corners match, but a three corners match, I guess. Oh my goodness. Um, there was. You know what the one thing stupider than a four corners match is? A six corner a match? three corners match. <laughs> In an octagon. <laughs> right? Yes. All, all true. <laughs> um. So, there was a lot of back and forth. Mm-hmm. All three teams seemed to get equal time in there. Although, once Naomi tagged in, Mandy was yeah. running scared. So, the ending was really fucked. So, Tom called uh, called out saying, uh, Mandy Rose has the cover. But it was literally a minute before Mandy could yeah. get to the cover. Yeah. And then, there was the ref only did two counts, but they rung the bell for three. I think you just missed the first count. I know. I think they jumped the gun on that, too. Mm. It seemed like they were just trying to get this out of the yeah, way. let's get this out of here. Yeah, like, if it's, we need more time for the men's eliminations. It's kind of a shame, because uh, the, Mandy hit her finishing move, and it wasn't sloppy. It looked pretty good. Yeah. So, oh well. Just, uh, you had Vince in the back. Get the women off the stage. The, it just, I think that the finish... If Mandy's not taking her tits out... Get him off the stage. I think the finish looked sloppier because of Tom jumping oh, the yeah, gun and for saying, sure. Mandy's got her covered. Well, no. She's way far away way from having her covered. Away. Yeah. She's kneeling by her head and not touching her shoulders and, at all. Yes, we know it's all pre-written. Right. But, hey, the fuck, it's ten- you have yeah. literally one job, one night a week, yeah. calling this shit. Yeah, you know, usually... Uh, these jumping the gun announcements, it comes when, you know, the announcers say, we're going to have a new champion when somebody hits Mm -hmm. a move that obviously isn't going to end the match, but this was just sloppy. Yeah. All right, what's next? Speaking of sloppy, we had our main event. Oh, good. It was um, Jeff Hardy, who we found out tonight you hate, versus Little DB with Rowan. And... All true. There was a little bit of back and forth. Rowan was running some interference. Jeff Hardy got to the twist of feet and Swanton Bomb going for the pin. Rowan pulls him out Pull of the ring. ring. Um, DQing. Resulting in disqualification. Uh, Jeff a lot of disqualifications win. this week. Yeah. At least this one made sense. Yes. And then. It's something Samoa that they've called Joe in the out past. Of nowhere. Yet again. I love it. My fave. I love when he comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Coquina clutching everyone to death. 
knocks out Rowan. Coquina clutches Little DB. Um, then RKO comes out to fight Samoa Joe. Out of nowhere, um, Randy Orton out of nowhere. And then Mustafa Ali Mustafa literally Ali. came out of nowhere. The the camera just panned to one of the top turnbuckles, and he's jumping there off. He is. And, he's so fucking quick. Um, so he took out um Randy. Then Rowan takes out Mustafa Ali. Then Flat Earth Styles comes out, and he attacks. Not out of nowhere. His music did hit he before he came hit. down to the yeah. to the big battle. Um. He uh, took out everyone with all his finishers, except Little DB and Rowan, who had run away. Uh, yeah. Am I the end of our SmackDown? That was SmackDown. So, uh, we gotta ask, which show did you prefer this week? SmackDown. Oh, in a running 52 weeks in a row, it is SmackDown. And I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. And Mike, he's not here, but I'll speak for him. Mike likes SmackDown too, yeah. or well, Blue Bloods. I, I don't think, one or the other. Um, Mike said he preferred Impact Wrestling. Impact Wrestling. Uh, well, yeah, he does have the Twitch account, so I guess he could watch it on Twitch. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that works, but you get to watch things online, and online is like the computer, and you can go on, and it's not just for Facebook, Grandpa. Oh my you can goodness! Do lots of stuff on there, like the emails. You can do emails. You can watch porn. You can watch live wrestling on Twitch. You can watch taped wrestling on Twitch. You can watch people play video games on Twitch, which that I knew wouldn't happened. want to. That that I knew you could do. You could watch people play pinball on Twitch. That is weird. How can you do that? It's amazing. The you wouldn't believe the things people are doing with the. So internet. here's what you think that the internet is for: email, pornography, uh-huh. and video games. And don't forget and wrestling. And don't forget. Me and Chris Jericho drunk tweeting. Drunk tweeting. Well, I'm glad that we've covered and all that. And watching being the elite. The the elite. Mm-hmm. Break it down. Break it down. All right. All right. So okay. Now Let's we're gonna break three down, votes for SmackDown. Break down some of this um, best and worst of the backstage nonsense. Backstage nonsense. Oh well, we already did cover uh, the uh, Mojo Rally. So yeah. Well, while being escorted out of the building. Uh, Becky encountered Ronnie backstage, and Ronnie says Becky really tests her professionalism every week, and also she's busy trying to sell their pay-per-view match, and then yells, Ice and Advil, bitch, and walked away. It's terrible again. Corey Graves working out for Ronda. Very confusing whether... Is that a heel statement? Because the professionalism bit does kind of sound heelish, especially the way she delivered it. But I'm not sure it was supposed to. No, I think it... I don't think it was supposed to sound heelish. I think think she was supposed to say, I do my job and you should do your job too. But the way she said it was... I think it was supposed to sound like... Sounded snarky instead of... Like she's putting in the work and Becky isn't. Which is not necessarily a heel thing. That's more of a, I'm professional. I'm a wrestler now. Um, I think that's how it was supposed to come off, yeah, but the I way mean. I heard her say it was, like, just a, a cut. Yeah, because she can't deliver lines. Yeah, that, I, I agree. And I think people that have seen her acting in movies know for sure. Just just The Expendables 3, and she didn't really do much in that. Or well, was it 2? other stuff. I don't remember it. Well, you're obviously not listening to oh, my wait, feature. Oh, wait, you watched technical. the... Uh, the, that show on HBO with the douches, right? She was in that, right? What show with the douches? 
there's like five douches and one of them is famous. I think it's supposed I've to be the Wahlbergs. Uh, yeah. Um, that douchastic show I've never watched, yeah, but I believe she was Entourage is the one yeah. with the douches and she was in that. Yeah. But she's been in a couple other small roles as well. Mm. She's just not good. That's why she doesn't have any big roles. Look, you're just not The Rock, and you're never gonna be. You know, The Rock wasn't always The Rock either, so... He has never made a bad movie. He's not gonna be The Rock. He's never made a bad TV show. He is straight fire and everything. (laughs) Straight fire? Yeah. So, how does that work again? What's the straight fire thing? He's rad. Oh, he's... Oh, rad! I get it! He's rad! Oh, he's tubular! I'm, like, if you used sensible words, I would understand you much better. I'm going to go out on a limb <laughs> and say that The Rock's personal um, tag team is Fire and Desire. Because he's both straight <laughs> and fire he's both, he's and both people. super handsome and uh, has a million abs and muscles. Well, The Rock's big, big, big t- tag team. Was the Rock and Sock connection? So is McFoley fire or desire? No, it's just the Rock. By it's himself. just the Rock. He doesn't need a. Here partner. comes the Rock and his partner, the Rock. No fire and desire. He just can. He can wrestle a singles match, and he can get in there in a tag team match, and he doesn't need a partner. All right. What He's other amazing in every way? What other backstage nonsense did you? Well, know? we had a Ruby Riot while consulting the rest of the Riot Squad um, say she wouldn't face Ronda Rousey tonight. Because Liv and Sarah were injured, and she is taking care of them because they are best friends. But and she that's says what do. she will beat Ronnie before WrestleMania. Ooh, okay. And then so Fastlane or Elimination Chamber, I assume. Um, Kurt Hawkins is in the locker room being super depressed. Zack Ryder tries to cheer him up, saying WWE misspelled his freaking woo, name last woo, week woo. on TV. Um, they apparently spelled it. Z A K H, I think he said. I am not. Ju- I'm I, not sure. Zach stumbled through his line, yeah. and I was very confused. I think what he actually did was spell his name correctly after complaining that they spelled it and incorrectly. And so he added the H on. Yeah, I think. I'm not sure exactly how does Zach spell it's his Z-A-K. name. Z A K. Z A K. Yeah. So I think he said Z A K, and then H. H- H. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they put an H on. Yeah. Uh, it was confusing. But it was actually kind of fun. I think that it actually is Z-A-K-H, and the H is silent. Okay. Like in, um... Suck. As you Americans say, herbs. Herbs. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So... Honor. Mm-hmm. So... Not honor. Anyway, uh, Zach agrees that they're losers, but that they're going to work together to end Kurt Hawkins' losing streak. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Don't we already have a loser tag team? No. Oh, B-team. B-team, yeah. I, I don't really see a huge difference between the two. Well, B- We've gotten away from the B-team, B-team being losers, but they started to, as losers. They're supposed to be mentally challenged, I believe. No, they're Are not. Are you sure? I thought they were mentally challenged in overcoming the odds to accidentally win their way into a championship. No. In no, a sort of you special are, Olympics sort of way. You are putting that out there on your own. That is not the script as written. That is not the characters that they are portraying. That was what I inferred from the <laughs> WWE storyline. You infer this idea about a lot of professional wrestlers. I believe last week you were telling me how Ozzy Dozer was. Is that that's his name, right? Uh, Bill Dozer. Yeah, Bill Dozer was <laughs> mentally challenged as well. No. Yes, you did. You told me that he was touched when 
when he made when he made his first off one of my southern i yes. would never say touch <laughs> yes you did okay you didn't say touch but you did say that i was just looking for you synonyms that are not problematic heard that i wanted to touch matt <laughs> no and you interpreted that as oh she's saying that heavy machinery is special no that doesn't make any sense you did say that about Bill Dozer, and I explained that no, he's just weird. He is not differently abled. Well, what I believe I said. <laughs> you say this about a lot of, of wrestling characters. You're like, oh, is that guy supposed to be special? None of them are supposed to be special. Well, what I believe I said was he's acting like what somebody thinks a mentally challenged person should act like mm-hmm. in a problematic way. Okay. But B-team... The, the B-team... No, none of this is correct. They are not... Well... are not challenged. Give them the Oscars. <laughs> Bravo, sirs. You had me 100% duped. Yeah, well, here's how you can tell that none of these people are supposed to be mentally handicapped, Mm -hmm. go look at the footage of Eugene, the actually mentally handicapped character that WWE had about 15 years ago, and you'll see that there is no subtlety, there is no mistaking Eugene. So I am correct in assuming, though, that these storylines are not beneath them. Oh, no. Yeah, it could happen. Mm -hmm. They could do it again. Oh, well, I, I think believe, they learned their lesson. I believe that's what they're doing with B-Team. And have always done with the B-Team. Anyway, moving on. More B-Team news! Apollo Crews was doing an interview about Kurt Angle, and for some reason, Drake Maverick and Razor interrupted. It went nowhere. Whatever. Natalia is backstage packing up her gear. Uh, that's somebody we didn't see this week, besides yeah. in the backstage promo. Um, Thena Brooke is apologizing to her for losing last week. Natty is straight just ignoring, ignoring her. her. Such a what bitch. a B. Dina Brooke is, just storms off so pissed. She says she's going to find a McMahon and make a match for them to face off next week because Natty's being a bitch. And then Natty takes her AirPods out of her uh, ears, totally oblivious to anything that she happened. She didn't even know that Dina was behind her talking yeah. to her. Still Which doesn't is, know. They could be surprise match. I mean, it week. is on television. You'd think somebody would tell her. You think? Yeah. First off, TJ, come on, TJ, let her know. Nah. Your wife is gonna get into a fight, it's, a physical altercation. It's TJ's way of getting back at her for the years of annoyingness. <laughs> He's gonna let her get into a physical altercation. Yes. All right. So I wrote that in this scene, it really felt like Dana Brooke was. Um, Bruce Oscar worthy. Bruce Willis's character in Sixth Sense when it's revealed <laughs> to the audience that he's been talking to no one the whole time, like that he's been talking and nobody's heard him. So, I let, let's let's flesh this out into its completest storyline. I think I know who Haley Joel Osment is, but let's hear your Haley Joel Osment. Well, Haley who Joel- who is the only person that can see Dana Brooks? Titus. Ah. Oh. Now yours is good. I'm I'm keeping mine myself. Why? <laughs> not as good as Titus. No, it's not as good as Titus. Bailey. Bailey is the person oh. that can see dead people. Well, since <laughs> she was managing Dana Brooks is dead. Since <laughs> I'm assu- what my view is that Titus and Apollo were always a team, but 
only Titus could see their manager. He, this was a fictional manager that Apollo, if you go back and look at the tapes, he never interacts directly okay. with Theta Brooke, only with Titus. I think if you really go back and look at the tapes, you'll find out that just like watching The Sixth Sense for a second time, turns out the wife was never talking to him. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what's going to happen with Titus. Titus is... Yours is very good. Mm-hmm. Titus is, you know, saying things that sound like they could be to Dana, but they're not. He's just talking... Well, no, Titus is the Haley Joel. Oh, he's the Haley Joel. So Titus could see her. So Apollo is... everybody is, else that can't see her. Apollo is the wife, the, the woman from Rushmore? Yeah. It all makes sense. It does. It all makes a lot of sense. And then, I guess we now... Rest in peace, Dana Brooks. <laughs> we now know why the writing's been so bad. M. Knight's in charge back there. Oh, no. It's the M. Knight, M. Knight and Freddie Prince Jr. back there yes. writing this crap down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we didn't make... <laughs> Scooby-Doo for smart people. Philly's number one son, M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> okay. Oh, my goodness. So, Kurt Angle, in an interview, stumbles through complimenting Braun Strowman. Braun's next to him, smiling like a dummy the whole time, and they're now besties. Um, then, over on SmackDown, Mustafa Ali and the Usos both have some promos, whatever. Samoa Joe... Brags about Coquina clutching um, Randy. Hmm. He says he's going to win an elimination chamber. Okay. I love him. Jeff Hardy says that no one has insulted the WWE title like Little D-Bay. And he will defeat um, the Little Madman at Elimination Chamber. And then Father Styles interrupted. He talks some shit on Jeff Hardy. Um, and Jeff Hardy says, you know, if you had just been able to beat little db none of this would be happening sorry jeff hardy foe flips him off Mm. and walks away man yeah we're heading back we're heading back to the the attitude era in that right there as he should be and little db only has a 16 percent chance of walking out of the elimination chamber as the wwe champion gotta like those numbers that's how that's how statistics work um, Andrade and Zelina Vega talk shit on Rey Mysterio. Uh, Little DB berates Kayla backstage after, um, main event. Mm-hmm. He goes fucking crazy. He's yelling about, um, how good of friends him and Rowan are, and he calls out Kayla for being an idiot, which is too far. She's just, just doing her job, man. Mm-hmm. Like, leave her alone. Agreed. Being super cray, and you're in your home state. Calm down. <laughs> well, he shouldn't be embarrassed in his home state by some. You know, Should have won then. Lackey, backstage lackey. Should have won. Like Kayla. Anything else? Nope, that's all. That's all the backstage nonsense. Pretty good. To the best and worst things the announcer said. Okay. Got a couple things. So he's fallen on hard times. Cole about Kurt Angle. I just don't understand. That's I, not hard I times. really enjoyed that one. Like, <laughs> He's a living the life. Yeah, he had he did lose two matches to two guys that are twenty five years younger yeah. than him. And he just came back from like a three month island vacation where he was fucking conga lining it up with yeah. No Way Jose. That is Cole did say that after Kurt made the announcement that his time as time. his his time as WWE GM 
was the greatest part of his entire he career. Says it constantly. It's yeah. not you know what it is? It's a little subtle dig at the Olympics. Mm. That, you know, makes a little bit of sense. Yeah. Fucking hate them. These amateurs, you can't get paid. Mm-mm. You got paid a lot. Oh, to be GM. you have a gold medal. Like that's not even real gold. No. Mm-mm. It's gold plate. Yep. And then we had what an effort by Bailey, single-handedly winning tonight. Congratulations, Bailey. Mm. Was Corey that Graves. Corey, Graves? Corey Graves? Oh, Corey, you're predictable. And then this one, Jeff Jarrett debuted back in 1993 by Cole. And I said, as if we couldn't tell by the dated gear and new <laughs> metal bleach blonde hair and goatee, but really calling out his his wow. age right there. Little dig on Double J. Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. J-E-double-F. J-A-double-R-double-E-T-T. Mm-hmm. And then a look at the physique of the Intercontinental nah. Champion. Was that Corey? Absolutely surreal. A work of art come to life. It was Corey. <laughs> I don't think that was Corey. That was, was Corey Ra- Graves. That was Renee? That was Corey Graves. That was Corey Graves. Why is everybody <laughs> lusting after Bobby Lashley? Bobby Lash. Bobby Lash. Does, does the camera go into soft focus mm-hmm. and kind of half-hide Leo Rush as Sa- they walk down to the ring? Saxophone music the whole time. Mm-hmm. A little Vaseline around the edge of the, the lens. Yeah. And then we had... Great. I'm going to have to work on those interview skills. Renee Young in response to Dean Ambrose's interview with EC3, where he just talked a lot of shit. Yeah. And then once that bell rings, whatever Corbin does, I support wholeheartedly, Corey Graves. And I wrote down because I agree. Some gems this mm-hmm. week from our announced team. And, then like, and our good friend of the podcast, one, Corey Graves. One over on SmackDown that I wrote down. Look at the craftsmanship on that championship. <laughs> worry about the new belt. Because again, agreed. That and belt is Fabulous. WWE, I went to shop.wwe this week and there was no new belt and mm-hmm. I want to see it. You know, you've got the, still got the 25 year old smoking skull belt out there. You got the s- stupid ass spinner belt. You can buy all that crap. I want the wood and turquoise and hemp belt. I want it tomorrow. Let's do this. And it's got to be even cheaper to make than yeah. the ones they have. Yeah. I want it. I want the, I want the hemp belt. Let's, let's go, WWE. Mm-hmm. All right. What's next? To our fashion. Oh. Jumping the gun a little I'm bit. I'm sorry. Oh, well, it is the most exciting segment of the episode. Fashion talk of the week. Um, shit talk. Becky Lynch about Ronda Rousey. I'm going to WrestleMania, and I'm going to slap the head off Ronda Rousey mm. when I'm there. Got her. Uh, Kurt Angle to the crowd about himself. I've always had all of you to remind you me how one. much I suck. So good. Yeah. Um, Baron Corbin to Kurt Angle. Blah, blah, blah. Can we wrap this up already? This should have been your speech at the Hall of Fame two years ago, and then we never see you again. Whew. Cutting that one. Drew McIntyre to Kurt Angle. In our match, I looked in your eyes and saw fear before I tapped you out with your own ankle lock. Portland, get your cameras ready. This is the last time you'll see Kurt oh. Cutting again. Man, everyone dunking on Kurt this week, including yeah. himself. And then we had Elias to Road Dog and Double J. 
that song you two have been singing for 25 years that no one knows the words to, it's just like you two. Hasn't aged well. No. 100% accurate, that one. Can't even really call it a burn when it's all truth. And then Elias... Dropping truth bombs. Elias to the Portland crowd. I mistakenly turned down the Super Bowl to be in Portland tonight. A city not even important enough to have a football team. When you hear my name, when you hear the guitar strum, you get on your feet and give me a standing ovation. Oh, sir, you're on crutches? No excuses. No excuses. Get up. Good. Good Back point. to Elias. Elias. I don't even know why we had those couple of weeks where we had Elias as sense. a faux face. Mm-mm. Leo rushed to Finn Balor. Bobby Lashley can curl dumbbells bigger than you. Ooh. Got him. Uh, Dean Ambrose to Nia Jax. It's obvious you have a crush on me. And then Renee, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's understandable. You're not the first woman that's had a problem trying to deal with my raw sexual magnetism. Mm -hmm. And I wrote, where has this Dean Ambrose been for weeks? Why isn't he out here doing this every week? We could have skipped the entire Seth and Dean. The whole S.H.I.E.L.D. reunion. Yeah. Bring out Dean. Dean versus Nia. And they're not even having matches. Is the best thing that Dean's done in a while. It honestly And he came out. We'll get to it later. But anyway. It honestly feels like he actually wants to do that. Yeah. Because he was it having felt, fun. It felt like he did not want to do any of those Bane Mm-mm. things. It felt like he didn't want to have matches with Seth. It feels like this and the EC3 bit he actually wanted to do. Speaking of EC3. Uh-oh. Dean to EC3. Who is this? Who are you? Where are EC1 and 2? Are you a Creed <laughs> That's fan? That's good. You look like a Creed fan. Why do you hang out backstage like some sort of mute Chippendales dancer? But he See delivered that, that perfectly he, as things that it felt like he, he wanted to say. like he wanted to say, yeah. And then, a little bit of shit talk over on Smackdown. Becky Lynch to Charlotte Flair. All right, Charlotte, stop boring the people to death. Oh. Got her. Got her. Got you, bitch. Got her. I really enjoyed From Becky to our good friend, Triple H. I know we mentioned this earlier. House stuff. That yeah, was that good. was, it was a good cut. Mm-hmm. Well delivered. Yeah. And then I believe she also said, uh, did you send her to medical? <laughs> oh, boom. Good. Good <laughs> cut. Whoever wrote that should be writing more. And now it's time for Rob and everyone's favorite part of the week. Fashion Fashion break. Fashion. So, Speaking of Steph McMahon, she came to the ring wearing a leather jacket and leather pants, going for that corporate badass realness. Nice. She was going to be in the ring with Becky, so she had to dress the part. Then we had Kurt Angle wearing a steel gray plaid blazer, jeans, and a baby blue tiche to match his gorge baby blue eyes. Loved it. Speaking of blazers, Renee Young was wearing a vinyl-like silver sequin blazer with black trim. She looked amazing as usual. EC3's spray tan was fucking crazy. <laughs> so orange. And there was a concentration, like, right on his abs. They were burnt fucking orange on his abs. So dark. And, like, you know they did his whole body. And he's like, do another coat. And they do another coat. And he's like, okay, one more coat. And then he's like, okay, three more coats right on the abs. Just right in here. And, you know, sometimes we'll see that kind of spray tan nonsense 
and it'll be a one-off. Like, there was one week mm-hmm. where Doc's tan was there really was, like, bad. There was, the rogue spray tanner that one week got everyone. EC3 looks like this every week. Every week. Uh, He's doing it on purpose. Yeah. Um, Charlotte Flair in all black with a cheap knockoff of a leather jacket Renee Young wore already with the red roses. Um, she also had straightened hair and even darker makeup. Oof. Mm-hmm. It's not a good look for her. It, it's too harsh. Mm. Too harsh for her. Although she's never really had a good look. Not she's great. either rocking those leftover Mickey James looks or this, like, imitation Becky look. Mm. Yeah. She's got to find her own thing. That's all. <laughs> and then we had Corey Graves on SmackDown rocking a camo blazer. Really appealing to the Hicks in Everett, Washington. Mm. That was our fashion break. And then we come to our sweet, sweet fantasy booking. Some fantasy. We've talked quite a bit about wanting intergender wrestling on WWE. Book their first WrestleMania intergender match. Okay. Am I up first? Sure. Okay. Uh, I think I'm going to, you know take a bit of the easy way out and work with what they're already giving me. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go for the next, you know, whatever it is, about eight weeks with uh, Nyan Dean. I and love it. I, I think we should have we should have seen more Nyan Dean this week. Mm-hmm. And it feels like Dean is, you know, willing to put the work in here. So what I want to see for the next eight weeks is, you know, at least every few weeks, um, a match with Naya and Dean where Dean wins. I want Dean to win, and I want Naya to eat uh, and look good taking Dean's finishing moves. Mm-hmm. I want to see her take dirty deeds. I want to see her take all of the things that the men take from Dean, and I want him to win in a slightly. I don't want him to outright cheat. Yeah. I want him to. I want the wins to be a little cheap mm-hmm. uh, every week until Nia gets the big win at WrestleMania. That's what I, I want to see. Uh, I mean, I wish. I do want uh, WWE to be more open to women of any size yeah. wrestling men of any size. It just opens obviously the door. Zelina Vega can't wrestle Brock Lesnar, but there, Leo uh. Rush can't wrestle Brock Lesnar either. Well, not realistically. I'll remind you of a young man that won a Royal Rumble once, who everyone thought was too small, Rey Mysterio, That's who's true. taken on giants and defeated but he doesn't, them. He doesn't wrestle or wrestle often. Brock Lesnar. Well, no, but I wasn't trying to insult anyone. No, I'm just no, saying that you I'm have to saying. build it realistically. Oh, yeah. Um, and I like your idea of them fighting. Every week, but on the weeks they're not fighting, I loved the interrupting thing tonight when Naya's like, how dare you interrupt my interrupt? So if they could just interrupt each other's promos when they're Mm. not fighting each other, that works really well because they had a good um, back and forth together. Mm -hmm. Better than Naya's had with some other people. Right. it felt like Naya they both felt, wanted to do it. Naya felt less like she was struggling to find her words uh, mm-hmm. on this promo. This was one of the better promos yeah. for both that we've seen in quite some time. And I honestly, you know, I don't think it hurts. I don't think it hurts men to fight women. No. 
that's what I'm looking for in the lead up to intergender wrestling that I, in my mind branches out from there. Now we've seen that Nia can do it. We let Tamina do it. We eventually we see Bailey, whoever, anyone. The eventual Bailey Finn match. Bailey Finn. Best friends turned on each other. Yeah, I, I mean, in my opinion, I know you don't agree. One of them would actually have to be a heel, but go ahead. <laughs> well, we've been pushing for this Finn heel turn, right? That's true. He turns on Bailey. Fine. She tries to get him to not be they a come heel. Out, they come out for, like, a mixed tag match. Mm-hmm. But all of a sudden, he's the demon. And the demon is the one that attacks Bailey. Ooh. And the next week on Raw... Finn doesn't, doesn't remember. Know. Yeah, doesn't they're, they're two totally separate personalities. Yeah. I would fucking and, love that. Yeah, I would too. <laughs> because apparently I like horrible comic book things that happen on wrestling. I would love it. So, in my fantasy booking for the first intergender match, I'm going to say, since Sanity wants to get back on TV, have them in some promos weekly or every other week, asking for matches, being rebuffed, um, they are just desperate to mm-hmm. get any kind of match. Um, towards the middle of WrestleMania, Sanity storm the stage. Okay. As they've done in past. Yeah. Um, they go to the ring, they grab a mic, they demand a match. Okay. Who answers? Riot Squad. All right. Riot Squad already lost a tag team match earlier in the show to Boss Hug. Because why wouldn't they? So they were challenging for Boss Hug's, uh... Yes. Women's tag. Okay. They lost, unfortunately. Right. That was um, Sarah and Liv. But this time, Sarah, Liv, and Ruby come out. Okay. And So far, I'm in love, by the way. Yeah. So, they're still looking for a fight. Okay. They're rare in the They game. are spoiling for a fight. Riot Squad, win. Okay. They uh, who gets the sanity. pin? Who pins who? Um, I'm going to say Ruby pins... Uh, Eric Red, Young. Redbeard. Okay. Yeah. Eric Young. The two leaders, okay. if you will. And then, on the next Raw, Sanity comes out with some new faction members. Okay. Adding to their group, Nikki Sanity and Alicia Fox. Mm. Team crazy like a fox. Um, so then, Alicia and Nikki get a little bit of revenge since they weren't allowed in the Elimination Chamber. They got, okay. they got axed from that. And then... If Dean wasn't leaving, I was going to have Dean join the Riot Squad, because he kind of fits. Is he wearing his Bane jacket no, in the Riot Squad? No, he's just, you know, because he's a crazy little punk. They're crazy little punks. <laughs> and then we've got a lot of good matchups, because there's five and four. Mm-hmm. So you've got a lot of like combinations yeah, like there it. that you can you can go two on two, three on three, one on one, handicap matches. I like that the... Uh, in your WrestleMania match, the women get the best of the men. Oh, for sure. But then in the you know the next mm-hmm. the next week, you're having Nikki and Alicia get the better of the Riot Squad. Yeah. So the women get the better of the women. Yeah. I like it a lot. Yeah. I like it a lot. That's good really scripting. And then I also wrote in another new faction, adding on to this after these two teams have been fighting for a couple mm-hmm. weeks, we get the glowing fabulous truth. The team of R-Truth, Carmella, and Naomi. I love it. Yeah. And then add them into the mix, and there's so many combos. Yeah. Oh, all good stuff. Yeah. This was a sweet, sweet, sweet fantasy sweet book fantasy. this week. Yeah. WWE, listen up. Get on Everybody this wants this. Yeah. We haven't talked to anybody that doesn't want this stuff. No. Uh, so we come to our Push It 
Push it, real good. So, I hit down Iconics, Obs. We saw them this week. They looked amazing again. But I really want more matches from more them. More Iconics. I feel like we're going to see them more now that there's uh, the tag team titles in play. Mm-hmm. But I really want them to get some wins. What else? I just love them. And then I said Ride Squad into some wins. Okay. I agree. And I'm ready for Ruby to get a solo push as well. Yeah. I, I am re- piggybacking off of something we said last week. I do want to see the Riot Squad with all the women's gold. I'd love it. And, and, and fighting, for a while. Fighting Saturday. Oh my god. I want to I want to push for uh, Leo as well. Well, Leo That's Rush? my men's push. He I'm looking is for more from Leo. The man of not just the hour. The man of the year. The the Finn match was pretty great. It was really good. It's one of the best things that Finn's done. In a while. In a while. Yeah. And you can really see what he can do against somebody also as athletic as him. Because, like, they have him facing the big guys a lot, which is fine. He still looks good. um, But they just can't move as quick. Maybe after the the Superstar, Superstar Smackdown A. Uh, maybe we'll see Finn move to over to SmackDown. SmackDown. Because then, then you got Mustafa Ali. Mm-hmm. You got um, Daniel Bryan. AJ. You got AJ. There are all people that can have produce good matches with Samoa Finn. Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe. I was about to say, not the smaller guy, but very athletic Samoa Joe. Well, I don't know if you know this. He is as wide as he is short. Oh, my goodness. He's a perfect circle. He's a perfect circle. Mm-hmm. All right. That's why they call him Carmel Delight Joe. Carmel Delight Joe, for the politically correct amongst mm-hmm. us. No, it's because he's shaped like a cookie. Oh. Okay. <laughs> oh. It's delicious to look at. Delicious to look at. What, so what else? So welcome to our Shouty Out of the So this week's Shouty Out of the Week goes to the Mean Street Podcast. Brandon, Adam, Alfred, and Adrian talk all things pro wrestling. They they named their podcast after after Shane McMahon's high school posse. Seems that way. Amazing guys, well well mm-hmm. played. You can check them out on Twitter at Mean Street Pod and listen to them wherever you listen to podcasts. He also had what I'm calling little shouties this week. Oh, little shouties! Got a couple little shouties. To Segment add. is growing and growing. First off, if you're a horror fan. Like your constable is. Check out the podcast, Horny for Horror. Horny for Horror. They're hilarious. Um, they are doing Friday, February, all month, celebrating Freddy Krueger. Oh, my. Yeah. And their latest episode was all about the 1991 entry into the series of Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. Oh, The wow. worst. The worst one, one. But the most fun to make fun of. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and you can find we them... Go, we should rewatch the Freddies. Right? You can find them on the socials at Horny for Horror and listen to them at Horny the number four horror. Okay. Um, uh, we'll have the links in yeah. our show notes. You, so you can, can find. listen to them anywhere as well. And then I also, given a little My shouty... Goodness. Three shouties in one week. Little shouties to the documentary movie on Netflix, Abducted oh, okay. in Plain Sight. It is... Horrible and crazy fucking bonkers and frustrating, but such a good watch. I'll have to check that out. I didn't watch this It's insane. It is fucking insane. I I don't want to give anything away, 
But if you're a true... Is it about, it's about an abduction? Yes. Okay. It's a true crime documentary. I know there's some true crime listeners. Um, so there's a crossover? There's a crossover. true crime? I believe so. They're both, they're both like soap, soap operas. So. Yeah. Not really. True crime is not really no, soap opera. No, no, no. This, you would think, is maybe storylines from, remember the soap opera Passions? That was batshit crazy. Passions with the doll that came yes. to life? Okay. I do remember Passions. This documentary, you wouldn't believe the twists and turns it takes. So Chucky is involved? No. Okay. I can't give anything away. All right, all right. I'm going to go watch Abducted in Plain Sight. You should, too. Go check it out. We'll have a link to that in the show notes. People come and talk to me about it because nobody I know has watched it besides me. And I've been listening to podcasts about it. But I can't join in that conversation. She's got the Twitter. Yell at her on Twitter. All right. Anyway, things we're looking forward to. Women's uh, first tag team championship match at Elimination Chamber. I guess WrestleMania. Whatever. As much as I'm looking forward to WrestleMania, I'm really looking forward to Joey the Ryan's penis, penis party. party. We need to get our tickets together. Yeah. Why is our shit never together? We need to get mm-hmm. three tickets for the penis party. Mm-hmm. I think it's actually that we'd have to, you know, travel quite a few miles to New York. It's and like it's a, New York. A two-hour train ride. It's in that. New York. It is in New shitty York. New York. Yeah, I'll give you that. Oh, is it in Newark? New York. Oh, New York. Okay. Anyway, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to Impact taping. Because we've done a bunch of the Ring of Honor tapings. Is Impact taping like five hours long, too? I have no idea. But also, I mean, if AEW is poaching all their good people, who are we even going to see? I don't know. I'm not going if the Lucha Bros ain't going to be there. Well, hopefully the Lucha Bros will be doing one last show. Yeah. One last show! Uh, have they Have they poached uh, Brian Cage yet? Probably soon. They Probably love soon. Him. I mean, uh, have and approached. Who knows what their Johnny wel- Morrison. Uh, who knows what their wellness policy is? So these two. Yeah. Right on there. John, Johnny Morrison. Have they approached him yet? I don't think they okay. have. Well, I would like to see Johnny Morrison, but you know, I don't know if he shows up to all the TV taping. So. Yeah. And uh, who else do they got over there? They got the uh, what is it? Ohio over everyone. What's that guy? Sammy Callahan? Mm-hmm. And they have Jordan Grace. Jordan Grace? I think they're probably in Grace. <laughs> For sure. Uh, I think Jordan just signed a long contract with Impact, yeah. so she might be not be available. Scarlett Bordeaux? Not that interested. No. Oh, but they do have um, Fala. I love Fala. Fala. Mm-hmm. I don't love that oh. he's a comedy act on Impact. The Rascals. Oh, the Rascals. Do I would like to see them again. Rascals, they ought to poach the rascals too. They'll be poached for yeah, sure. Uh, like the when we saw the rascals versus the young bucks at uh, PWG, it it's amazing. So good. When they do that, so many standing moonsault that they when 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 they shove each other as mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, it's so good. I love the rascals. So hopefully they'll still be around when we go to the impact tapings. We'll see. All right, is <laughs> that know. it? That's it. That's Check it. us out That's on the socials, Instagram and Facebook at Nuclear Heat Podcast, twitch.com slash Nuclear Podcast, Twitter at Nuclear Heat Pod, at ConstableCast, at King Dingling. Follow us for more nonsense, my drunk tweets, me and Chris Jericho drunk tweeting together, <laughs> me posting up a ton of Arrested Development WWE memes. Oh, you gotta get on that get tomorrow. Get on that shit. Getting drunk at work and creating these memes tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. And you know, we gotta... This episode will be out soon. Yeah. It only goes up late because, you know, 
I care about the editing. I take my time. I'm not watching Riverdale while I'm editing. All right, everybody. Until next week, drink beer, watch wrestling. Goodbye, stupid idiots. Stupid, uneducated idiots with your fried foods.